Welcome to Tell Me About It on WUFT 89.1 and 90.1. I'm Sue Wagner here today with Nathan Carpenter, and he is the director of the Atlas Lab here in the College of Journalism and Communications. And this is a brand new entity, and he just moved here from Illinois, where he did something similar up there. But Nate, what exactly does the Atlas Lab do, and what is what is your projection for more things that it will be doing? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me today, Sue. So the Atlas Lab is a thousand square foot digital media lab, and its top goal really is to collect data from the, what we call the larger social web. So that includes social media, but it can also be online news. It can be um, other spaces where people are engaging and interacting, maybe leaving comments and reviews. And these are all public, by the way. I should okay. uh, emphasize that. Um, and so that larger public web, we're able to aggregate all of that information and do research uh, and to develop things like uh, content strategy, uh, but also to uh, provide critique and analysis of the current digital media environment that we are all part of. And so that space then is really dedicated as a, a visual center. So if you ever go into the Atlas Lab or you see pictures of the Atlas Lab, uh, you'll see that it is massive. I mean, there, there are, I, I think we've 48 talked about monitors, 48 yes. screens, right? And those all configure into uh, a couple of giant video walls. And so we're talking, you know, uh, I can't remember how many feet wide these are, but they're about, you know, eight or 12 feet tall and, and they expand the entire length of this room. And these giant monitors can be reconfigured in different ways to display uh, data feeds. Uh, they can be reconfigured to uh, display live events that might be unfolding on the, the social web. And it really helps us, again, provide that visual center for that, that work of data collection and analysis. And I think it's important that we, we have that kind of visual center because that's work that you often need to do a lot of comparison, right? Like if oh, we're looking at a, a social media feed or if we're uh, looking at some emerging trends that are, are happening, you often want to look at those in context. And so having this, this very large room with all these displays uh, lets you see those um, in relationship with each other. So you're bringing in posts from Facebook, um formerly known as Twitter and perhaps other entities? Right, yeah. So right now the, the, the place where most of our data do come from is the, the platform X, yeah, which mm -hmm. is formerly Twitter. Um, but I, we're, we're talking, again, about a really wide spectrum as well. So while we might see a lot of posts from that platform, we're also seeing them from forums like Reddit, um, like before I mentioned, like online news sources mm -hmm. that often include like, like citizen journalists. And so people who might write blogs or maintain their own public websites, um, if they're hosted through like a platform like uh, WordPress, uh, which, uh, again, a lot of, of bloggers and, and citizen journalists will use, mm -hmm. Um, that is a very public uh, entity that actually uh, uh, is an easy data feed for us to draw from. And so uh, uh, that's a source. Um, there are emerging platforms. Uh, a lot of people are very familiar with things like TikTok. We can draw from those data, um, even though we don't actually go to those, those sites, right? We're not supposed to go to that, that link um, for security reasons, but we're still able to draw data from those sources uh, using the, the software platforms that we work with. So we can see trends, we can uh, uh, develop insights about what's happening in those spaces. And again, for, for students in journalism and public relations mm -hmm. and strategic communication areas, these are some incredibly important insights. That's interesting. So are you looking at a particular theme, like 
maybe there's something about the primary that's going to be happening. So you can do some political analysis. Right, right. Well, since we just started, you know, in terms of having students on campus, we're not monitoring this yeah. debate. But we, I do have plans for uh, basically all of the future debates uh, that we would do exactly like you talked about, have a, uh, uh, an event where we'll open up the lab to students, uh, we'll watch it in real time. I mean, that's, that's actually the like other- Like elections too, right, perhaps, yeah. Right, yeah, like elections. And so we can actually open up the lab to, to students. Uh, we have uh, video feeds that we can then display on the main walls. And uh, from there, we can also pull up the, the analytics in real time. And so students not only can see the debate, but they can see maybe, uh, again, the, the social media feeds that might be shaping some of the public discourse and public opinion in reaction to those. And again, that's uh, part of the, the landscape that we're in right now, whether for, for good or bad, right? That's, that's something that's really necessary for us to see and understand. And again, when I think mm -hmm. about the, the goals of the Atlas Lab, um, uh, and again, I, I really appreciate the, the student group, the, the agency that, that did a lot of work with the branding and the naming yeah, of the space. Yeah, they created the, uh, the whole effect there. Right, right, that it is all about mapping the digital landscape, right? Um, uh, and that we're able to, to get a better picture of what's going on in so many of these new online spaces that we're, we're living in. And so, again, for something like a debate, we can see how does that online discourse potentially shape, uh, again, what people are talking about? Um, how does it shape uh, maybe uh, uh, you know, the, the direction of, of future attention for maybe, let's say, the next round of debates? Um, and for students to, to see that in real time, they're going to be some of the first to really have a sense of where that's going. Um, and, uh, Again, they'll be able to talk more and, and write more and analyze more uh, about that, that situation. So students will come in and try and look for a particular topic. How is it going to interact mm -hmm. or interface with the students? Um, so students will be able to use the space in a variety of ways. Uh, most students will probably experience the lab uh, through a class that they might be taking. So for example, like right now, um, I have uh, uh, several uh, public relations and social media strategy classes uh, that they, they might have a week or a unit uh, based on like social media mm -hmm. measurement mm -hmm. and analysis. And so they'll actually come in with their faculty members and their professors, um, and I'll give an overview of some of the tools, and they'll, they'll probably do some sort of activities related to, uh, uh, again, that, that measurement and, and analysis. And then they'll, they'll go home and do their projects and assignments and maybe come back to the lab to present to the rest of the class. So, I mean, that's the, the main way. But then outside of that, my hope is for a lot of uh, what we would consider more extracurricular activity. And so, like we mentioned, events, um, uh, we have groups that do. I believe do, it was the Super Bowl that yep, came up. Yep, yes. the Super Bowl, exactly. Uh, so we actually have a group that does the Ad Bowl. So they're less focused on the Super Bowl as a game and more looking at the advertisements that, that come up. And so uh, uh, it'll be a really interesting space uh, for that group uh, because not only will they be able to, again, you know, talk about and analyze the ads, they'll be able to see the social media responses to the ads uh, almost as it's happening. So it'll be real time where they can see all these different things yeah, as close up on the to screen. real time as possible. Uh, sometimes there's a delay just because of the the technologies involved. Uh, again, it requires an immense amount of computing to actually sift through millions of posts and to use things like artificial intelligence and machine learning to figure out what are the primary themes from, again, a million posts responding to something like a, a Super Bowl ad. Uh, but that, that group, for example, the, the Ad Bowl uh, group, they'll, they'll be able to add this now to 
how they think about and how they assess, uh, again, the, those advertisements during that, that, that event. I think they vote on the most popular. They have different categories as well. And they try to see if, you know, popular opinion matches what they what they think. Right, right, exactly. And my hope is that they won't let popular opinion influence their thoughts, but they'll be able to look at it kind of in comparison and to say, what are we thinking? What is you know a larger group thinking out there? And actually, that leads to a really good point. I think there's a lot of this, this kind of work. We, we call it social media listening or social listening um, that we, we have to be very critical about, too. Uh, we don't want to just simply fall into the, the trap that says, this is what everybody's saying, and that's the end of the story. Um, because we, we have to really understand that, that there's more to the picture, that a lot of this work is supplemental to other kinds of measurements mm-hmm. and analysis that are available, uh, other types of research. So this helps us fill in a lot of gaps in the, the, the big picture, but it's not the only picture. Um, and I think that's always something that we have to, to remind students because there's increasing pressure for them to do this kind of work. Uh, but we need to make sure that, again, they, they put it into context and that they recognize um, the, the limitations. Well, this is interesting. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and pick up more on some of the things you have planned for this brand new Atlas Lab mm-hmm. at UF. So we'll be back in just a minute. All right. Welcome back to Tell Me About It on WUFT 89.1 and 90.1. I'm Sue Wagner here today with Nathan Carpenter, and he's the director of the Atlas Lab, which is located here in the College of Journalism and Communications on the University of Florida campus. And it's one of only a handful of special social media listening labs that actually exist in the United States. And he's had experience with his former employer in Illinois. And so he's bringing that expertise down here to kind of shape the landscape of social media listening and what we can provide in this college, especially not just for clients, but also to educate students as well. So Nate, thanks for coming, and this is really amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me. Tell us a little bit more, um, like how did this come to be? You said there were some national funders, and then you also are looking at potentially having some clients. Right, exactly. So the the model for these kinds of listening labs is really one where uh, we have to do what's called capacity building, where we have to uh, uh, get basically initial investment, and that's typically from the university. And in this case, as far as I know, again, I've been here two months, and I know some of the history, and I'm still learning a lot about uh, you know what how how the space came to be and 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 all that. But as far as I know, the um, uh, it was funded in in part by the the provost's office through a major giving initiative to uh, establish innovative spaces, and so that's where the kind of the initial investment mm-hmm. came from. Um, and uh, uh, when I was at Illinois State University, that was kind of the same model where we got an initial um, investment from the university to establish the the space. And uh, from there, again, we do this thing called capacity building, where we figure out uh, what are our students' needs, what are the community's needs, uh, what are the, the national level needs as we think about partners, and we start to take on projects from there. And so on our end, we have that wonderful initial inv- uh, investment, which again is the, the space and is uh, uh, the software required. The software, too, the software yeah. is, is pretty is, amazing, is, isn't it? It is, it is. And it's, it's not inexpensive by any means. I mean, it, it requires an investment to maintain and run. Um, and so 
what we've done now with that initial investment is to say, all right, we can do these kinds of projects uh, that are, are, again, unique and uh, uh, valuable for uh, community partners and clients, and sponsored research. And we start to figure out what can we take on? Uh, what is our ability to do those projects? And how can those start to generate revenue? How do we re- recoup those costs? Um, how do we reinvest them back into the lab? And so that's, that's really where the, the future of this lab is going, is to say, again, who, who can we partner with? Um, and that's a lot of my, my goal as the, the director, is to find those partnerships. So for, for those listening out there, you know, if you think about uh, uh, you know, major organizations, uh, foundations, uh, if social media matter to what you're doing, or if uh, understanding uh, the, the larger landscape matters, uh, this is a space that can really help define that and answer some major questions. Um, and we think about, you know, these can be corporate uh, sponsorships, uh, again, doing research on behalf of, of uh, uh, again, Fortune 500 companies. You know, they, they, they need to understand their audiences and, and movement and change in the larger social web. But we're also doing, you know, work with organizations that are backed by foundations. Um, again, we have a number of centers already here in the College of Journalism and Communications uh, that are doing research in things like um, access to information uh, or trust in media. And we're able to help with the, the, the grants and the foundation uh, money that they get, and we can assist with research that helps their projects. So you provide the statistics and the results. Correct, correct, yep. And we can provide, again, this, this other thing called listening that, that says, uh, uh, you know, it's not just statistics, but also uh, what kinds of language are being used, right? Like uh, mm. if we think about media and trust, um, what are the, the patterns of, of language that, that cause people to mistrust media and how are those disseminated online, right? I think that's a, uh, an interesting example, right? Um, so there, there are lots of directions this can go. And again, we really have to spend a lot of time prioritizing, you know, mm-hmm. what are going to be the projects that have the most uh, uh, effectiveness? What are the projects that have the most capacity for solving some major problems, but then also those that are going to give students a good educational experience. Um, because again, this is where a lot of, uh, uh, you know, this, this industry, this larger communication field is going in terms of, of uh, collecting and understanding data and, and making the most sense out of it. So have you taken it out for a test drive on any specific topic so far? Oh, yeah. Um, so I've been working with uh, some faculty already who are doing research on uh, you know, perceptions of political candidates in other countries. Um, and their, their research you know, is on like international communication, international politics. And uh, uh, it's been very interesting for me just to get to know, you know those other new contexts. But um, you know, some of the software we've been using uh, allows us to see back years uh, worth of, of social media posts and news stories. And um, uh, it's been just amazing to see kind of how a news cycle changes um, mm-hmm. and how social media influences that news cycle. or Especially or, now. Right, especially now. Or the other way around, how the news cycle influences social media, too. Uh, there's just kind of a mutual relationship. And it's been very interesting to see that outside of U.S. politics. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to see where, where uh, that, that research goes. And I basically started that day one <laughs> with this faculty member when I got here in July. 
Um, so that's that's been kind of neat. So I've definitely been able to take it out for a test drive. And we're, we're talking, again, millions of potential posts uh, that are part of that, that data set that we then have to sift through and and find the, the most relevant content. Yeah, it's quite daunting, but you seem to be able to simplify it into getting some kind of results. Absolutely. And I think that's part of the, um, you know, the, the learning process and something that I'm very excited to bring to students is understanding what goes into you know, using the software. Um, it requires uh, creating some very complex searches and understanding the nuances of language, uh, spending a lot of time, what we call like iterating different searches, where you find that that one is very quote unquote noisy, you know, like, like uh, there's just too much information, right? You just can't make sense of it. Or the software, uh, which is trying to summarize and provide themes uh, has a hard time. And so you, you, you have to figure out ways to refine that search by removing terms, uh, by um, adding additional what we call mm, qualifiers. See, yeah. Yeah. So it's a good process for students to understand. Like search isn't just simply plugging in one word and getting all the right responses. You, know, you have to do a lot of work um, uh, figuring out that larger context. So social media seems to have been your, your life for now. It has been. And I have you to say... You seem to love it, too. I can see the I, smile on your face. I love the space and I love learning more. Um, I would say I just I don't necessarily love being in social. <laughs> uh, I'm actually very yeah I'm actually very inactive uh, in terms of a person who creates content, but very active in a person who again does listening and tries to understand and make sense of again this this digital world that we're all inhabiting. So I guess it provides a different context, right? Like. Uh, uh, it's one thing to be like an influencer and a producer, and I'm 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 happy for those that that have made that their their lives and and do a good job of that. And I guess in some ways I'm grateful for them because I I consume the content. things they create, right? <laughs> um, and I engage with the things they create. But on my own end, uh, again, that that idea of social media listening is so much more important. That I I'm sitting back and and trying to to gauge that sense of where is this all going and and what matters and why. And what are the problems associated with all of this, this, this data and all of these, these things that are being said online? Well, this is truly amazing. You're going to be an incredible asset to the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida. And what is the website for the Atlas Lab if people want to go take a look? Right. Um, I believe it is at uh, jou.ufl.edu slash atlas-lab. There you go. People can find out more information, and students as well can see what's happening. But it's a really, um, we do some cool things in this college, and I think this is one that really ranks up there at the very top. Absolutely. And we'll be getting our own social media accounts up and running soon. Uh, of course. Uh, right? <laughs> Again, I've only been here you know, a month and a half, and so there's not uh, enough time to get all that, that uh, out there uh, ahead of the students. But we, we already do have a LinkedIn page that content will be coming to soon. And then... Um, we're exploring some of the newer emerging social channels to get involved with, including uh, Threads, which is very popular right now, and we've been seeing a lot of university content appear there. And uh, we're also looking at alternative channels like Mastodon uh, that we might have more control over our content than we might in other spaces. But you might also see us on some traditional platforms like Facebook and Instagram as well. Sounds great. Thank you for taking time today uh, for coming in here and telling us about this exciting new adventure here in the College of Journalism and wish you success. And as things get going, we'll like to have you back and give us some more insight. Oh, would love to. Any topic, anytime. <laughs> Great. Thank you. 
That was Nathan Carpenter from the U of Atlas Lab on today's edition of Tell Me About It. To listen to previous episodes of the show, go online at wuft.org slash tellmeaboutit or on the WUFT media app. I'm Sue Wagner on Tell Me About It on WUFT. WUFT.